Welcome to another episode of Entrepreneur on the Grow podcast, and it's hosted by me, Jared, head of the education uh, arm here at Startup School. Um, today, I'm incredibly excited to be sitting down with uh, the chief creative officer of Karma's Makers, and that's Vanda Detoy. Vanda, I know we're sitting here virtually. I would far rather be sitting with you uh, having a glass of wine, as we spoke about before uh, we started recording, um, or at least a coffee. But you know, these are these are different times. So, Vanda, welcome. I'm, I'm so glad you're joining us today. Thank you very much, Jared. Um, I'm a great fan of your um, initiative as well. And we will definitely meet for that coffee or wine soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. So Karma's Makers is a, is a well-known, well-loved, and, and indeed a well-respected brand in South Africa, particularly in the, in the local craft uh, entrepreneur circles. And every year you organize these incredible shows around the country, which provide a platform for these entrepreneurs or, or what you refer to as makers. And I, I just really love that word that you use. Uh, I think entrepreneur is quite often a misunderstood term makers really explains what it means i think um and you get this you provide this opportunity for these guys to showcase and, and, and sell unique products so while we all might know what it is you do i'm sure that our listeners would really like to understand why it is that you do it so could you tell us a little bit about the background your, your personal background and the purpose that drove you uh to be involved and as you said uh you know all the, as long as it's been running for um why is it running and, and what is its purpose? Um, yes, so um, I studied drama and, um, you know, did a bit of film work when I was very young, but I've always since school um, been a maker myself, really, and have had to provide for my um, own pocket money and clothing. So I've always had market stalls and retail stores. So I've always really been in that um, um, place you know in the marketplace yeah. and then um, I actually joined Karma's in their year three it, I didn't I wasn't a founder so I joined them because they were obviously in Stellenbosch I had just closed a shop in Stellenbosch and I said to them yo I'd really like to get involved and um, yeah so and then uh, slowly but surely I started buying more shares and the, the structure of the company changed um, a lot. Initially, I think it was a hobby um, that a couple of girls, um, you know, had. And then uh, actually it has just grown and grown. And now it is 18 years later and we are so incredibly proud of what we've achieved. Um, and so and you should be. I mean, <laughs> it's so interesting, you know, the, that kind of time period, in today's world, it, it, it's almost, it really is unique. Um, so many things are just so kind of fleeting and short-lived um, at the moment. Uh, so it's really, really is wonderful to see something that has been so solid for so long, but also, as you say, has evolved and, and become something new all the time. So um, I must say to, to, uh, to sustain a business, uh, well, an SME like we have for 18 years, is, it is very, very hard work. It's, um, you, you know, you really can never take your eye off the ball. You can never become complacent and say, listen, now I've arrived, you know, um, and um, never take your audience for granted never underestimate the intelligence and it is extremely important to 
with every show, every year, reinventing um, what you do, give them something fresh, give them something new. And I must say, the most, probably the most important for me is, is to have a, a strong team yeah. to put the right people in the right positions. Because I am, for instance, I don't own a computer. I'm not having to uh, talk on my um, partner's computer. So <laughs> I'm very, I'm like a pen and paper uh, girl. And I, so I don't have a lot of love for admin, you know, or technology. It's just not, it doesn't interest me. I can do it if I have to. But my business partner is strong in that line of, um, you know, that is her strength. Yes. Admin, making lists, ticking boxes, and then I'm the the creative brain. So, and then the rest of the team as well. So, yes. Uh, 18 years later. <laughs> I mean, so you, you, I have to ask you to, to, to tell us a story. You know, you talk about this, you know, you've got to be careful about saying, oh, I've made it or I've arrived. It, it, you know, that kind of arrogance is, is incredibly dangerous. So now, you had, uh, you've had many curveballs along the way. One of them, I think, is, is it has some, something to do with the flood. Um, can yes. you tell us that story? Yeah, no, listen, we've had so many curveballs. I mean, we must write a book one day. I mean, now when we have drinks together, we are so hysterical um, about some of them. But while you're in it, you know. So the first major crisis was at, at Weaversburg um, a couple of years ago. We had, uh, on the Sunday, which was the last day of the show, there was a mini tornado that came through the valley. Oh, no. And it, it, it was absolutely frightening. It, it tore the, the tents. Um, so our safety officers said, listen, we have to close the show. At 10 o'clock that morning, it's our busiest day is a Sunday where to close the show. It was unbelievably scary. And then last year, of course, the last show we did in Irene, there was a flood that came through the show. Um, Irene and Centurion was completely in flood, so we had rain every single day. We were walking in rain up to our knees. Oh, my word. So, look, you never say, I've got it. This is, you know, we've got this, man. You know, nothing can touch us. There was actually a brilliant book called um, How the Mighty Fall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very conscious of that. <laughs> No, it's, I mean, it's so, it's so relevant. I mean, and, and for every business, there's, you know, for you, it was a real flood, you know, and, and other businesses are going to experience all sorts of, 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 you know, crises. Um, but, you know, you, you're amazing in the, the way, in the way that you speak about opportunity. And I really, as I said earlier, I really love the way you said, it's, it'd be careful of thinking I've made it um, or I've arrived because you, there's always these new challenges. And I think for me, that's a golden, a golden uh, point for, for many entrepreneurs who are listening. Um, so for most businesses, the challenge of COVID-19 has been, you know, radical. You know, this national lockdown that, that we've gone through or still kind of, we are going through. I know for commerce makers, this has made business really difficult because you've obviously not been able to host shows. In fact, I believe, well, I, I know personally because, you know, we were, we were really looking forward to this last show, I think. It was announced just one week before your, your show was scheduled to take place. Yeah, that's um, right. The Cape Town show um, was, um, yeah, we, they pulled the plug a week before the show. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, that, it's just, so hundreds of, of makers who depend on your shows were obviously also impacted. So that's what's interesting about your business is it's, it's not just your business. It, it includes a whole community of, of makers. So luckily for them, they've got somebody like you and, and your team, as you said, who are, 
of problem solvers. So can you tell us what, what it is you did to try and adapt to what people are referring to as the new normal? Yes, um, so, uh, you know, we were supposed to now have our third show um, in July. And then, so I, I think if we're lucky, if we are lucky, um, but we're not banking on it, we might have our shows at the end of the year. But certainly by the Cape Town show and then the St. David show, which was a month, scheduled a month later, all our makers had been selected. They had all their stock ready. And you know that a young maker in in um invests all his cash in his stock yeah as do we karma's runs uh, um, as a cash business you know we don't have uh, we have a, a sponsorship but we don't have a run on overdraft and so on so all our money goes into sh hosting a show but anyway so that was uh, obviously an incredible curveball and it, it, it i think i was in shock every i, I was in such shock for two or three you weeks know that I was almost, it was almost catatonic. But so then when we all came round and uh, hours of yoga later, <laughs> we decided, okay, we're gonna, we've had an online platform for many years. It's a marketplace hosted by Shopstar. <laughs> and um, so this thing, you know, no, it sort of uh, was like, you know, what do you call it? It was chugging along, chugging along. No one really gave it much love. And um, so March, um, which was the, the in the beginning of March, we still we had two sales on the online show, really a shop, you know. So anyway, and then we just decided, okay, we're taking the shows online, and within a week, the team, the online team, they, um, I mean, they they signed up 150 makers. They had 6,000 products loaded within a week to host the show. Incredible. It was unbelievable. And then a month later, we had we did the same with the Cape Town show. Nice. So those were the two plans we made. It was it was really amazing. So that's um, you know a little bit of money in everyone's pockets. Yeah. Nothing compared to the the shows, but honestly, it's it's a it's a gift. You know, um, it's really interesting because you said you know you you'd had this kind of online thing almost ticking in the background. Um, without it being a real focus and uh, but what's what what's amazing to me is that when the time came you 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 could pull the trigger on that and it's an interesting lesson i think for many entrepreneurs that it is important to kind of try and and, and keep you may not have a focus but you may want to keep some things kind of ticking over as a way of building what what you know the guys call resilience into into a business well, the danger of our business, and I mean, people warned us about this <laughs> many years. We've been warned about it, and now we experienced it, is because we own, we rely on our events so heavily. It's our only stream of income as a company, you know. So you have these massive events, and so you rely so much on the income that generates, and also the, ma the makers, you know. Yeah. So um, then we, we now realize... Um, thank God we had the the online that we could then plug into, you know. So it was to me, I just, it was actually such an amazing realization that amidst this chaos of the COVID and the lockdown, one could actually, so, so there was almost like a space created for yeah. this opportunity to fall into. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? There's an opportunity. In, in the crisis, there, there was an opportunity that opened up. 
Yes, yes. So because I honestly think that if it wasn't, if we didn't have the time in our schedules, um, we would never have really, you know, paid much more attention to the online, sure. you know, because we were actually, the, 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 uh, the shows were so successful. That, yeah, so in the, the vacuum. Yeah. yeah. So, so so, what I want to ask you though, because this is the, this is one of the, the questions um, I, I'm I'm grappling with when I when I work with my with the entrepreneurs in our network, online mm-hmm. shopping. You know, everybody's been saying it's the future, it's the future, and 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 um, it clearly has been brought forward, you know, radically globally because of what's just happened. But the question I want to ask is, do you think there's always going to be a need for traditional stores and shopping events? So it's interesting, hey, I, um, I was very, um, so I always thought that Karma's uh, is so successful because of the event and the occasion. Yeah. And I really, really have felt that uh, traditional retail is something of the past. And now I honestly think that, um, look, I do think the shopping centers days, you know, it's over. The, ma- the massive chain stores, you know. Mm. But I think that people are going to revert to um, the corner store mm. again. I don't know. I just feel this thing, it's come full circle. But that is not answering your question. <laughs> I, on the one hand, do think that people are going to go back to just shopping at small stores, you know. Mm. But um, at the same time, maybe this lockdown has forced people to make friends with online shopping jed yeah you know i don't think there's a there's a the uh, the millennials are very very comfortable with online shopping my daughter has a parcel delivered to our door every single day yeah you know it's like but i think that um i think your general i mean certainly our customers aren't very au fait with um, online shopping and maybe this is not change changing it yeah i do like what you said about you know the corner store it it excites me um from a local business and if i look at south africa and 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 the immense potential of of local production and local business um that if if buyers you know the, the the market now chooses to support the the corner store I think there's a huge, a huge opportunity for, for shifting the economics um, in South Africa. And that, that it is an exciting uh, place to look at. Look, I think it is just actually, um, I think what's happened, we will look back and, on this crisis in inverted commas in a while, and we'll say this was actually the, uh, such a huge gift to South Africa because, you know, our, fabri- our clothing suppliers, they can now not find fabric because mm-hmm. the fabric can't be imported anymore. Yeah. So there's a massive crisis. And all components, you know, imported components and things, you know, they are struggling. So now I wonder if this isn't going to really push local production, especially production, mm. in a big way, which is just the best thing that can happen in our country. Absolutely. Almost reinvigorate uh, some of the, you know, the, the textile industry for, for one, um, you know, which was, uh, you know, it, it, it did really well for a time and then it, it kind of almost disappeared. And it feels like it might, there's something bubbling there and may, may well change. Um, it was a huge industry hey, in, in, in um, the Cape, especially. 
and in Durban, you know, the mills and everything. So, so I do think that people are going to, I think it's a, it's a spiritual change. People yeah. are going to support local far more than they did in the past. Yeah. The other thing I just wanted to, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this, because feeling your energy would, would appreciate it. But I was talking to a whole bunch of guys in the online education space, as I, you know, as I tend to spend a lot of time doing, and they were all, you know, talking about how brilliant uh, this, you know, the move is and everything's going to shift to, to people, you know, doing everything online. And one guy said, you know what? He reckons that there, there's a good chance that what it's also going to do is it's going to make people appreciate the in-person events and opportunities even more. Um, so almost like the opposite of what people think is going to happen, that everybody's going to just be online and sitting behind the computer screens that perhaps when we, when things do settle down, there's going to be a huge kind of reappreciation of going to a show like, like the Karma's Makers events and, and meeting new people and feeling the energy of the crowd and hearing the live music. And, you know, that it's interesting. I don't know what you're, what you think about that, somebody, that kind of sentiment. Look, I think people are desperate for human interaction. I really do. My daughter's st uh, studying online as well. Um, she's a student at University, and she just says it is so difficult to not have the interaction with her lecturers, you know. And certainly, I also think, look, online, I think online is an incredible tool. I mean, it's not something I indulge in, as I say. I honestly, I like to touch things. I like the tactile thing. I like to look someone in the eye, you know. Yes. So, um, so I think there's always a place for online. Obviously, it's, it's extremely, it's an extremely practical tool. But I think people need, um, people need people. Mm. Does that make sense? Does it sound like a song? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it really is going to be very interesting to see and, um, and, and what, what, what business will look like. And it's exciting. And, and I'm really, really excited by what it is you guys are doing. Um, I've always been a, a huge fan. Um, and I think what makes me so happy is that this has not made commas uh, any weaker uh, you know, it's it, this this change that's happening. You guys are riding the wave um, and are going to be stronger for it. So, so really well done. And, and and just once again, thank you for supporting entrepreneurs and makers. It's a it's a big deal. Yeah. I have one <laughs> more question for you though. Um, yeah. I want to ask you for a tip or one or two tips that you may want to give young entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs who are you know right now trying to get things off the ground and go. Um, what, you know, in this mess that we, we see ourselves in, do you have any tips or tricks for us? Um, yes, I honestly think it's the tips are, are spiritual tips. I think you need to be very rooted and very grounded in your vision and in your belief in yourself, in your own ability. One has to um, be clear of what it is you are and what it is you do and the benefit that what you do, you know, the benefit of that. I think another um, important thing, and I think that's one of the reasons why Karmas has managed to um, survive so long, is to just start very small, very, keep it very, very simple and uh, grow organically, you know, grow slowly, grow gradually, don't go out and 
um, make a loan, take out a loan, take in partners, venture capitalists, etc., etc. I think for makers, especially um, maker entrepreneurs, I think they must keep it very small and very contained, mm. um, so that if there is a curveball. Um, you can change direction quickly. You can make a new plan. You're so not so overextended that you are basically uh, um, that you numb. You know, so you must be able to be flexible. That is why we don't work in corporates because no, they can't make a change quickly. You know, yeah. there's too much red tape and chairmans and things. <laughs> so this, don't panic. You know, I think, um, turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I think fear is extremely destructive. We all have moments of fear. Um, it's quite fine. We are, we do have fear, but it isn't, it is a destructive emotion. Mm. So just go through it and then step back, breathe deeply and reassess, you know, what's going on. Brilliant. That's my, my philosophy. <laughs> Sandra, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Um, you really are an an incredible inspiration and Karma's Makers is a sterling example of, of a local business that supports and uplifts entrepreneurs and pr promotes creativity in, in South Africa. Um, so to all our listeners, thanks for joining. Um, I'm going to pop a uh, whole lot of links to Karma's um, below the, all their social media uh, links. Please go and check them out, follow them. And um, Vanda, thanks again. And I'm hoping we'll have that glass of wine very soon. Thanks. There was something else I wanted to say, and we never got round to the shop that we're opening. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. Some news. For, that, for, yeah, let's definitely go through that. Okay. So you want to ask a question about that or not? No, you, can tell, I just say? you tell me about can, the shop. Yeah. <laughs> the pop-up shop. Yes. yes. So um, um, we, we've done the online, obviously, now for a couple of months. And then we decided to... Um, go back into the traditional retail space, actually. And we are having hosting pop-up shops called the Karma's Makers Space um, for, the, for the next foreseeable future. Maybe we'll even, uh, you know, continue with it forever. But um, so our first pop-up shop is opening in Stellenbosch on the 22nd. And then we're looking at... It's the 22nd of June, and then we look at, so where we can host um, our makers, obviously, we can give them opportunity to sell, yeah. and we can, you know, rotate the makers on a weekly or two-weekly basis, and really just keep it fluid. Excellent. You know. That's super exciting. So, you say the next one's Stellenbosch, 22nd of June, and, and there's going yeah, to be details so we look, on the website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're looking at other spaces in Cape Town and Joburg. And um, we, it's extremely important for us to create a platform for, for our makers because they really are dependent on us. So we're just going to see if this one works. Well, judging by all your other experiments, I'm fairly convinced this one it will work. So I'm really, that's super exciting and I can't wait to go and, go and visit that. Cool. Thank you so much, Vanda, and to all our listeners, um, until next time, thank you.